Why, hello there, all you DC comic book fans. DC Comics News fans. Eh, fans of comics in general. Fans of podcasts. Fans of top five lists. Fans of the sound of my voice. Fans of the sound of my dog sleeping and snoring in the background. Whatever the reason that you have arrived. I say welcome. Welcome. And I'm grateful to have you with us because, well, it's nice to tell a story to someone else. You get a little more excited. You want to share those details with just a bit more ferocity, fervor. Mm, What can I say? I do know that I'm really excited to bring you all the books that we have in store from the week of August 24th. Another one of those weeks when there's so many to pick from, it's simply not fair. But then again, there'll be weeks like last week where, sure, there was only like seven or eight, but all eight could have been on the list. Maybe it was 10. It doesn't matter. It sometimes feels like when there's more than five, oh, this is going to be tough. When there's only like seven or eight, Man, it's still going to be tough. It's like it doesn't get easier. You know what does get easier? Telling you what episode we're on. This is episode number 120. I can't believe 120 episodes of sharing my favorite picks. It's a pretty cool feeling, and that's why I'm excited to share it with you. It's a similarly cool feeling to, uh, to read through this amazing story. And if you're like me, if you simply cannot get enough of what they're doing with uh, Mr. Miracle and, well, a really fun, original take on a hero that many people might think they've already got figured out, that that maybe they did, maybe they read the Tom King, you know, 12-issue max, and were like, oh, got it, between this and maybe Seymour Young Justice, like, all things figured. This comic book is here to challenge that notion and in doing so provide an opportunity to well deepen your knowledge not only about the omniverse as it relates to this story but also how it is that well (laughs) we get the chance to see how there's so many connections that yeah at some point if you're not well feeling the excitement, even a little bit surprised. I'm going to raise some questions. Brilliant writing by Brandon Easton, with art by Fico Osio. We've got colors by Rico Renzi, Rob Lay with the letters, Yannick Paquette with the cover, and uh, we've got a variant cover by Juan B.A., and there's not just one. They're they're that good. I, I just say... You get a chance. Pick this one up. Take a peek at it. I think you're going to like what you're seeing. Um, What I know I'm enjoying is this really fun source of freedom story in which on the very first page, we get a blast right out of the uh, scot-free era. A fellow known as Oberon, and he's here to quickly point out that he knows who Mr. Miracle is. In fact, he's known all three of them, (laughs) which is uh, a lot of fun for the current Mr. Miracle, someone who, for the most part, was pretty sure he had a good idea of, of who he was and what he was doing and 
you know, pretty much the world as it existed. Now, that doesn't mean he was terribly successful, and he'd recently come against someone who said that they were the rightful heir to the Mr. Miracle um, legacy. And yet, well, then there's the fact that this Mr. Miracle was following in the footsteps of a previous one by the name of Thaddeus. Thaddeus has a, a really great history that this issue does a fun job of explaining, breaking down, and Oberon such a great way to do it. Um, he, he gets a huge kick out of the fact that this kid thinks that he knows everything and that Oberon's here to, uh, well, open his eyes a bit. For starters, there's a really great old-style 35mm uh, projector that shows a much older Thaddeus, one who is in his twilight years, having a bit of issues with his uh, <laughs> memory and also with his understanding of what's going on, but soon he quickly sinks into the history and points out his role as someone who could stand by others and help them fight for more. They also go just a bit into how he first stumbled across a mother box and what it was that he was originally able to do and then how it was that he saw beyond that, how it was that he realized like, hey, I've got an idea here. I can do something even more than just these little ideas I've been playing around with. And <laughs> thus, the legacy of Thaddeus as the Mr. Miracle was born. But it wasn't a perfect picture. There are, of course, challenges, there are complications, and there's a really interesting thread connecting the history of the present day Mr. Miracle, a.k.a. Shiloh, and Thaddeus. I'll let readers enjoy what that connection is and how it works because it might be easy to jump the gun and assume one thing and I could go on for 10 more minutes explaining actually what it really is or you can read a great book discover it for yourself and let me know what you think about it afterwards why well because that means you and I are going to continue having great conversations about comics and if all I have to do is leave a little something for you to discover so we can talk about it later Seems like a good move on my part. That's my first pick, a great five out of five choice, and really just an example of how good this week oh, is, and yet how very, very hard it is to, to uh, pick and choose. It's not easy. Now, for my second choice, you, you'd think it would be easier, but just because it's action comics, just because it's number 1034, and just because it's written by Philip Kennedy Johnson wasn't exactly a shoo in although it did give it quite the edge. And on top of that, we've got uh, Christian Dulce with the, uh, or Duce with the art, Adriano Lucas with the colors, Dave Sharp with the letters, Danielle Sampierre and Alejandro Sanchez with the cover, varying cover by Julian Totino Tedesco. Phenomenal stuff here. And you've got this great story where Superman is trying to deal with these um, people <laughs> who, 
who clearly have the markings of survivors of war world they escaped they came here they are kryptonian he doesn't know how many more he's trying to find out more but an, a piece of something from war world was discovered and it set off a conflict between atlantis and the united states it landed in atlantean waters but the united states is claiming sovereignty they want it the conflict seems to only want to escalate despite the best efforts of superman his son john they've got carl with them and still these guys are ready to just shoot it out superman has his own way of dealing with it which is when they realize that at the beginning of the issue lois lane and one survivor from krypton one who is struggling to get a, a sense of well uh what it is she's supposed to do compared to what she was. Her name is Taola. And when it comes to the denizens of Warworld who uh, come at the bidding of Mongol, well, it can be, you know, a terrible thing because usually they're so committed to the belief. So if you're going to take them on, you have to be prepared. And while Lois has some strength, she's also going to worry about Taola. And that's going to let guard down and that's going to be an opportunity for things to get uglier which is right around the time that both john then clark and then car realize that they don't hear anything coming from the fortress of solitude and the only reason that can be well is if something's gone wrong and it's true something is in place that's preventing lois or Tala from getting word out to superman and it's why when superman arrives he finds a really painful scene and it's also leading to those events that we saw in the pages of future state and there's a great backup story that is a lot of fun for me because it continues to mix the the zaniness of mr miracle oh were we just talking about him yes yes we were and the classic midnighter who's had his own adventures going on in uh, action comics so far. And because of those adventures, he's been caught in a very interesting time loop, which this story catches on. Really great writing from Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad. Brilliant art, Michael Avon Deming. And uh, phenomenal colors from Taki Soma with letters by Dave Sharp. This great backup shows the very different styles of Mr. Miracle and Midnighter coming into a bit of conflict, but not for, you know, anything to worry about. It's, it's mostly about them sort of figuring out how to work with each other and trusting the fact that one of them is claiming he's done this all before and this time he's going to do it right. And the other saying, my job usually is to get out of things, but... Whenever you pique my curiosity, I can be convinced to help you get into things. Well, what they get into looks like it could be a great deal of trouble until that person who normally is associated with Midnighter makes an appearance. And that's where we have an even more interesting story coming our way. That is my second choice, Action Comics 1034-1034, however you choose to say it. Hey, it's that time. We have to take a quick ad break and then come on back with my third, fourth, and fifth choices. You're listening to the DC Comics News Spinner Rack episode number 20 
right here on the DC Comics News Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast. Here every week to talk everything DC. Movies, TV, comics and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it, here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. (laughs) No. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First... There was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Cougar. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not f*** that. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents... Mad Love. The Harley Quinn Cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. 
and we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't want to. God damn it. Look, all right. We're going to Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Accepted season, whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. Man, oh man, oh my, oh my. Just like that, the time does fly, the ad break is over, the cool jazz has faded, and here we are, ready to pick up right where we left off. You're listening to DC Comics News Spinner Rack. We're on our third book. Interestingly enough, it's the third issue of the book that I chose for this time around. I'm talking about Wonder Girl. I'm talking about issue number three. I'm talking about that really awesome original cover. Not to mention this like stunning, really, it feels both composed and brilliant, like in a very artistic flair, and yet also like a spring, like compressed all the way down and ready to explode. It's really quite powerful. I highly recommend it. It does give this great feeling. And there's even a teaser for an upcoming series that might catch your interest should you be a fan of, say, uh, eye patches or uh, motorcycles. Those are my clues on that. (laughs) Now, what we do have is a, a plane from Prado Air that is on the ground. Yara, who is walking around looking tag confused. Events from issue number two will explain the premise for why this is happening the way it is. But when she runs into Yao and uh, they begin to have a very powerful emotional moment, there's also a figure nearby who is firing arrows and attempting, it looks, to strike them. But There's other things to worry about, including all sorts of creatures, and (laughs) they are not the normal kind. They are actually very far from normal, and because of that, they lead to a series of very interesting moments. It's, It's a really wonderful introduction. I'm a big fan of how this series has 
really for me, created a great idea within the, the Yara floor, the Wonder Woman possibility, and how it is that her arrival is setting in motion so many great and fun things, and yet also because of it, it's so greatly changing what we think we know about, well, all those associated with Wonder Woman, all those connected with the character, the mythology, the history. And from that, man, I mean, you get some really cool stuff. You get, <laughs> you get a lot of great things to consider. Now in this story by Joelle Jones, Homecoming Part 3, uh, you've got Jones writing as well as partnering with Adriana Mello on the art. You've got Jordi Belair's colors and Clayton Cowell's letters with uh, Jones and Belair on the cover and Matteo Scalera and uh, Moreno, oop, Denicio on the variant cover. So back to that scene in the woods with the archers. Well, one archer and some creatures who are letting Yara know that this is actually her home and a place she needs to defend and how much they need her to do it. But then there is also a storyline taking place where let's just call her one of the wonders. Um, <laughs> otherwise goes by Cassandra has run into someone who is quite familiar with Themyscira. She goes by Artemis, and they, like so many others, were alerted when uh, it was decided that Yara Flor would be making the journey that she has undertaken to Brazil. They have run into conflict with others from Themyscira, and in doing so, appear to be in an uneasy partnership that is focused on finding Yara and then later solving between the two of them what will be done with her. It's, it's a pretty cool concept that I really enjoyed. And then it shows us how their challenge of finding her might be greatened by the, uh, or deepened or, well, intensified by the fact that your Yara is given an opportunity to journey far away from the mortal plane and in doing so experience something that most mortals never will and while there she has the opportunity to meet a very powerful figure within the great pantheon of which her gods are at least connected in the story of princess diana but Yara is a different wonder altogether. And I'm looking forward to what this new possibility and suggestion could really have in store. I mean, for starters, there's always a few things to keep in mind when it comes to what these characters can do and what we want them to do. And then of course, there's the story, which is gonna dictate what they're able to do at given times and why for me that is absolutely so much fun keeping things moving i've got a really fun selection i'm looking forward to sharing with you and it happens to be superman son of kal-el 
number two. I love this idea of what do you do when your dad's Superman and it's your job to step in and <laughs> you're going to try and be the new guy. I mean, you know, it's talk about footsteps, man. Talk about like, wow, shadows and all that fun stuff. But Tom Taylor, he's really shown me some amazing stuff with Nightwing. I love what he's doing with Superman, uh, Kal-El. Don't mind the snoring dog in the background. As adorable as he might be, he uh, he doesn't have the biggest role in opinion making. He does have the loudest snore, so that's where we have to negotiate. You've got really awesome art from uh, John Timms. You've got Gabe Elte providing the colors. Dave Sharp with the letters. John Timms with the cover. Inyuk Lee with the variant cover. And you've got a powerful story of a young John who's just trying to fit in, for goodness gracious. All he really wants to do is create this self that isn't connected to all of the things that make him so very different, whether it's being the son of Superman, whether it's having all the powers of his father, whether it's the fact that his dad's getting closer and closer to leaving. So instead he does his best to take on a new identity and attend a local college he chooses finn connors he drives a jeep he's got weird shaggy blondish hair and he's only there at this new environment uh first day of college he's really excited and then a gunman shows up and of course he has to leap into action by then his cover's blown and there's something that's just sort of tough to see when uh when he's flying off with the jeep that he drove in on well aware of the fact that whatever sort of thing he was trying to do didn't work out now this is followed by perhaps one of the loveliest scenes which is poor kid jeep sitting over on the moon and his dad shows up and they get this great conversation about, you know, how he tried to build this alter ego and how it was that he he wanted to, you know, do things differently and how it is that he's struggling and how Superman wants him to know that while he's his son, Clark Kent, as a stranger, never felt that he could be an active participant in the future of the world he could be a caretaker a provider and a protector but he couldn't be someone who determined the future through his actions very differently john was born on earth he's part of a union between a kryptonian and an earthling a human and because of that as a resident of earth he has a different set of claims at least in the eyes of Clark, and that's something that he would like John to consider. What does it mean if John can actually do the things that Superman always wanted to be able to do? And we get a chance to see what that looks like when John decides he's going to step in and help rescue uh, some refugees who made an appearance at the beginning of the issue, but now play a significant role, not only because of why and how John is moved into action, but how it's then explained to him that he has just embroiled himself 
in a much larger conflagration with a character that I think a lot of fans will enjoy seeing return. One from the, uh, well, let's just say the days of the authority and one who has been in a number of other comics that now uh, are part of a line that has been added to DC. And I think this appearance is gonna make for a really interesting set of stories to come. I'm looking forward to see just how much of this we, uh, we can feel the ripple effects of in future issues of Superman, Son of Kal-El. Man, that little dog, I swear, when he gets to rumbling, he really gets to rumbling. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny sometimes. He makes me laugh. But man, other times I'm just like, dude, how is it that you can just be so loud? <laughs> Hey, thanks for hanging out with me. It's time for my fifth and final choice. And for this one, I absolutely had to go with Superman 1978, issue number one. For starters, beautiful original cover, great variant. And then there's the wonderful page just offering tribute to Richard Donner, the man who brought to life Superman on the big screen brought me some of my favorite childhood memories about that character and suggested with no sort of sarcasm but with like real possibility real hope and interestingly enough in the face of so much sarcasm of so much you know jaded thinking this idea that there's a man who yeah he can fly and because he can and do so much more he can offer us a way to look up instead of always looking down. Robert Venditti, one of my one of my very favorite writers, does a masterful job of capturing that spirit in time. Wonderful art by Wilf Wilfredo Torres is just it's it's stunning. It it's so pinpoint in its accuracy. Jordi Belair's colors are measured, nuanced, set a great tone. And then, of course, you've got the letters from Dave Lampier of A Larger World, just providing all of those things you need in voice from characters. And then for bonus, you've got Taurus and Blair on our original cover with Mr. Evan Doc Shaner knocking out that variant cover for you. Also with a Torres 125th variant. And man, one of the things I always got a kick out of is, is how many more stories you can tell about Superman in the movies. Now... Superman 2 tried to do more with the idea of Zod, bringing together that classic comic book character, and then it, it could have, but it didn't do a Brainiac story. Instead, 3 became something that had robotic intonations. But here, we have this great suggestion of what it would look like if a version of Brainiac appeared there in metropolis and boy when it does it's such a fun moment i could only imagine what it would have looked like on the big screen superman as clark kent is wonderfully perfect just capturing all those great things i remembered and loved about christopher reeve and margot kidder's performances and their chemistry their back and forth how it is that you know clark's being pushed that he needs to take more risks be dangerous like lois if he wants to have a a future as a reporter if he wants to get the big stories and then of course there's the arrival of brainiac and the grand interruption and the appearance by superman who quickly dispels the problem 
and in doing so alerts the Brainiac Prime further away on his ship of the power and the possibility just discovered on Earth. It's a really wonderful story that is such a beautiful homage to a wonderful time in comics and cinema that I absolutely enjoyed and was a pleasure for me to make my fifth and final choice here on episode number 120 of the DC Comics News, Spinner Rack. Thanks for hanging out with me and listening to me talk about all my favorite picks. Go ahead and let me know if you agree or disagree, had some other favorites of yours or anything else you want to say. Just send me a message. You can use the at DC Comics News. That's at Capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S, capital N, E-W-S. That's how you can find us on whatever platform you're in, on, am, on, doing. <laughs> and if you want to send us a message, use the at symbol in DC Comics News. And when you do, that's like uh, sending up a flare or a bat signal. It just lets us know your questions out there, your comments out there. We can respond, give you some great feedback, and... Have a fun conversation with somebody else who cares about this stuff as much as we do. Go ahead and find us on everywhere from Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, all that fun stuff. And please make sure you're subscribing on whatever platform you're listening to. We're all the big ones from Apple to Spotify and you name it. But what matters to us is whatever platform you're on now, subscribe. Because if that's the one you're coming back to, we want to be there the next time you tune in so we can bring you all the great stuff we've got. More episodes of The Spinner Rack, our weekly uh, news edition of the DC Comics News Podcast, movies, television, streaming, comics, and more news on a weekly basis with a great round robin of hosts, viewpoints, and feedback. and It's just great. Then we've got episode-by-episode programming like I Am The Night, which follows Batman the Animated Series episode-by-episode. And then we've got Mad Love, dedicated to the one, the only, Harley Quinn and more great stuff for you to enjoy looking forward to and soon to be in store please come find us subscribe check out all the great stuff we love sharing with you and that's gonna do it for us until next time thanks so much for hanging out and as we like to say at the end of every episode as always read more comics all right you take care now